0: Hey, hello, hi, how you doing? Welcome to Holyview It feels like such a long time Because it has been a long time And do we have the podcast for you Thor, Love and Thunder How could we not talk about this movie? We've got gods and stuff um God. i am very grateful that i am not doing this um, by myself I, I do have some friends here and of course they're holding looks i'm thinking might be coke uh is that you <laughs> <laughs> is that coke shannon is that shannon smith is I here i don't feel the need to disclose such information in uh, this okay, okay well I guess we'll just definitely keep guessing. Yeah, yeah, definitely not Coke. We'll keep guessing as we progress <laughs> to see what he's actually drinking. And, of course, I've got Smack here with me. Hello. Hat holding a very colourful uh, drinking bottle, which I'll assume is water.
1: It is. All oh, right. I'm boring,
0: sorry. Uh, so we're all set to go. And and I thought the the pertinent question to ask in this podcast is – um mythological gods like who is your favorite mythological god
2: oh i oh, just just dropped that bomb on us right now i mean you could have asked us uh, beforehand to help us predict- he, did. <laughs> he did oh wow
0: um yes i had a busy, they, I had a busy day I, what, I think i'll go with smack then and give you a couple of seconds more to oh, it, make, yeah.
2: no i'm refusing to answer this one on the grounds of spiritual integrity how can you have a favorite false god that's so, just that's look, just psst. it's a I mythological say,
1: god I'm going to read the group text uh, from when Yvonne <laughs> posted the question. He says, favourite mythological god. And I said, aren't they all mythological? Ha, ha, ha. And Evan yeah. called me controversial. Anyway, um, not being well-versed in the ancient history god situation, I did a quick Google oh, um, yes? so that I wouldn't have, like, Hercules. Because I don't know if he's a god, but I listened to some Disney on the weekend, so that was the first thing that came to mind.
0: He's a demigod, um, but anyway, I'm a big fan of this mythological stuff. I was a as a kid, I would just go over all the Roman, Greek, Egyptian gods and the stories and the myths of, and legends about it. So I'm a big fan of this kind of stuff. Uh,
1: but it but doesn't, sp- yeah, particularly interest me um, to <clears throat> to spruik myself. I was the kid who brought their Bible along with them and read that on car trips. So, right. <laughs> anyway, where's the Holy Spirit? I don't read about the Holy Spirit. Anyway, that was me. Um, so back to my favourite mythological god, I have decided it's Athena, the Greek goddess of wisdom and to warriors. She is poised and courageous, but also a lover of arts and literature. Hmm.
2: So, so did you like Angelina Jolie in um, Eternals? because uh, nah. I'm guessing what they well, were I have a friend was, called
1: Athena and she's really cool so
2: like were they, are they trying to say that. that the myth was based on the eternal character in the Marvel universe
0: that's right they were saying that in in that um a bit of a nerd sort of god um Athena sort of usually is depicted in that, that
1: works that
0: way. works that for you Works.
1: I'm on a podcast about movies so Get you tr- decide
0: <laughs> Good point. Good point. I, um, I was, I was always a fan of Apollo. Are you guys familiar with Apollo?
2: Yeah, but I mean, once again, not once again, I'm referencing thoughts that I've had that I actually didn't speak out loud, but um, right. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Cause like, all right. For me, the first place I go to when talking about these mythological gods is where they m- might sit in reality, you know, you know, in the historical narrative of the world as we know it through the biblical lens, Mm -hmm. all right and we have reference to you know a spiritual being by that name who's let loose out of a you know pit during the you know end of the world era so i I wouldn't be saying yay for uh, apollo the sun god
0: right are you referring to revelations when you talk about the the
2: i'm i'm referring to me not wanting to refer to a specific scriptural reference point and get it wrong,
0: right? Ah, oh, good point. I'll, I'll, I'll good, look it up check. while we're talking. We might have some Bible nerds listening to us. But and if you are joining us for the first time, I did not give the spiel of what Holy View is about. We, we are a, a podcast that just looks at the ideas and concepts and movies, and we just hold it up to the light, and that light is Jesus, the Word of God. Uh, so yeah, we look at things from a, a Christian worldview and. I think talking about mythological gods shouldn't anger God. I mean, I think he's pretty. I think he's pretty comfortable where, he, where he's at. But Apollo, I I always dug Apollo because of this whole like. Um, I, I feel like he's always been the epitome of like a, a Greek god, like the the golden boy, the the pretty boy, the um, always righteous. Um, he he rides a golden chariot and which is depicted as this, the sun, but he's generally um, back in the good old Greek, ancient Greek times. He was associated with the bow as in for um, archery, music and divination, the epitome of youth and beauty, source of life and healing, patron of the arts and as bright and powerful as the sun itself. Apollo was arguably the most loved of all the gods. And he was also someone's sister, whose sister he's, He's the he, brother. He was sorry, similar. he's, no, he's sorry. He's the brother yeah, like of a Marvel film because he's a twin. I think it was Artemis. That's right. It was Artemis, Artemis. So he's, he's a twin, but yeah, I was, I don't know whether it's because of the name. I always thought Apollo was a cool name.
2: What are your thoughts? Cause when you say Artemis, I think of, um, Ow. the DC, the DC character. All right.
0: Okay. not familiar with him.
2: All right. And when you say, um, you know, Apollo, mm-hmm. I think of, uh, Was it Image or Wildstorm? They it got messed up, but um, uh, is it? No, it's not Planetary. The Authority. Remember the Authority? The
0: I I do remember that comic book, but I never read it. I am familiar with it though. I I, I lent you
2: the trade paperbacks, and oh yes, three of them.
0: And I gave them back. By the way, I gave them back.
2: Yeah, I know, but you never read. I know. know. Dope story, right?
0: I was moving. I was moving moving house, man. I wanted to read them.
2: They were like an analog of the Justice League, right? Right. Apollo was a Superman character, and mm-hmm. then you had a bunch of others. Anyway, really cool story written by Warren Ellis. It, you know, at that point, I was reading anything that dude was writing. But, um, but yeah, so I think of him when you say Apollo. I think of, you know, a DC character when you say Artemis. And it's funny because it reminds me of the Unbreakable movie where Samuel L. Jackson's character is talking about how comic book characters and superheroes are... This era's version of that.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah. Now that it yeah. no, was very cool the way they talked All about right. so story story and myth as something as a powerful thing to sort of
2: Revelation chapter nine, verse eleven. Or oh, oh, nine you... one nine one one, if you will. Oh geez, All right. you're pulling
0: out the Bible. Which version of the Bible are you going into?
2: Well, you know, in every version, the chapter and verse is the same. Yeah, Sorry, but like no, that. I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm reading ESV. off. I'm reading off ESV. ESV. You know, okay. according
2: to OpenBible.info. Okay. All right. Um, they have as king over them. This is quoting now. They have as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek he is called Apollyon. All right. Uh-huh. And etymologically, I'm not too sure, but if you type Apollyon into Duck Duck Go, mm. um, you get Apollo. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. How about that? How about that? Yeah.
2: So like, I, I think the thing with me, if, if I can just segue into who my favorite is. Mm-hmm. Like if said, you could, please. That'd like be I said great. previously, there is none because they're false gods. They're false. And I don't have a favorite. But like you, okay. like you, I, I did. I think as a young person getting into, you know, that mythological side of, you know, ancient history mm-hmm. kind of fascinated me in the way that you know dragons and all that you know yeah, like exactly. And,
0: yeah exactly and, exactly
2: you know supernatural stuff probably intrigues a lot of young people all right it i think kind of guided me toward god that 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 desire to know about the stuff that is just beyond the veil right mm-hmm. um but you know, if it's a false god it's a false god I, I i do find myself going to that place straight away of, of like all right. how does this relate to the biblical narrative Were these guys uh fallen angels who just wanted themselves to be seen as gods were mm-hmm. these guys all right all right so and this isn't this isn't my theological stance it's just like a maybe it was maybe it wasn't all right a lot of um aboriginal nations right mm. up and down the east coast of australia this continent they call Australia. A lot of <laughs> Aboriginal um countries, right, refer to let's say a sky father,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: By the name of Bayami. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Bayami sent the rainbow serpent to do a lot of the, you know, creation type work.
0: Yeah, I remember I did we did that in school. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, you know, this could be easily related to let's say our father who art in heaven telling angels to do his bidding. All right. And, and I'm not saying angels had a hands-on part to play in creation. I'm not saying they didn't, but there's enough biblical support. I think to say that, you know, if an angel's doing something on God's behalf, God's doing a thing. Mm -hmm. There are some interesting parallels when you look at the, you know, the root words behind certain types of angels, Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, cherubim and seraphim and and what have you Mm -hmm. to say you know there there was one i was looking up in you know the old uh was it the vines or the strongs it's like oh so this thing's like a a fiery serpent
0: yes yeah yeah all
2: right so so if you've got if you've got angels that or a particular class or type of angel that essentially may be seen as a fiery serpent and then you have a rainbow serpent in aboriginal law Mm. who is sent by this father figure who lives in the heavens who came down to the earth and gave out the law. Like, there are some fascinating parallels, right? Mm-hmm. In in fact, in the first um Bible that missionaries translated into the Gamilaroi language, oh. the word
0: by hey, army... is this the one in Newcastle?
2: No, but Gamilaroi is it's like uh north New South Wales, but okay. not on the coast, a little bit uh further west. Okay, All right, so anyway, second largest in New South Wales. Himaloroy, um when the Bible was translated into that language, hmm. the word by army was used to say God, right?
0: Right, right. Now, okay. now
2: that could be a sore point for a lot of Aboriginal people who have had a history with missions and the church and dramas. Yeah, yeah. It's a real, you know... Church did some wonderful things, missions did some wonderful things, and there were also some horrible things that happened through that structure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But if we just look at the spiritual reality of what's, there is some, like I said, not my theology, mm-hmm. but, a, but an interesting thing that I'm looking forward to knowing the truth of one day, You know, when we know as we are known.
0: Would, would you consider this, the Sky Father, for example, because that's the only actual name that you sort of said, as a, as a mythological God?
2: Well, what does mythological mean, right? I know, it's, I know. It's, it's well, I'm just like, trying to get an answer from you. Because we know, we know that there quote. is... Well, no, no, I wouldn't be surprised if my was Yahweh by another name. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was
1: the impression I got when you were talking yeah, about yeah. it. And I, the yeah. only reason
2: I said Skyfather is because, like, elders that I've spoken to, you know, the ones that aren't Christian, can be offended just by the notion of their God being referred to as God because the word God to those particular... People that I'm talking about
0: mm-hmm.
2: is like a trigger for Christianity. It's like, right. no, 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 this isn't that. It's like, well, no, they go deeper than the religious surface. We're talking about the spiritual reality of the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what the difference is, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I, that's I, fascinating I,
0: too. It makes me because I feel like any education that I had in Aboriginal law was when I was in school. It's not like I've I've dug in any more than that, you know. And so it's quite fascinating to hear the, the Rainbow Serpent. Sort of described as like a creator being kind of like angels, which I think is yeah. Never thought about that.
2: So I, I'm not going like to try and base doctrine on any of that. But at the same, of course. Time, but I, I, yeah, I, don't I get think it. the Bible rules that out as a hey, you know. So. Yeah, like another One word. We'll
0: another yeah, like another word for the same thing. But yeah, fascinating. It you you I mean you obviously do a lot of teaching in regards to music. Usually though, when it comes to um, Aboriginal I, I, affairs, um, like
2: my one of my streams of income. I, I, I run workshops uh, teaching hip hop songwriting. And I often use that as a vehicle for people to be able to figure out what it is that they want to talk about and use that as an excuse to get them to do some actual research, not just yeah, you know, yeah. talk on the surface. So a lot of the time, because I am Aboriginal and a lot of the people that I work with are Aboriginal, that is a place where we land. It's like, all right, cool. You want to talk about Aboriginal issues? Let's write a song about it. Once mm. you figure out what your song's about, let's go figure some stuff out. You need to talk to your elders to get some questions answered. You need to do a bit of research on political history to get your questions answered. Mm. But, you know.
0: That's great, man. That's really good. avenue to start, like, just even, like, if you want to talk about something, what are you going to get educated about? What are going to talk about? You know, like, it's, it's a fascinating way to oh, sort look, of get once, into the kids. Once thing. you
2: start speaking on any subject, on any sort of platform, You become Mm. a voice that people might just assume is the truth. Mm. So, you know, you may, you're somewhat responsible to try and put a bit of effort into, you know, getting some facts behind you or or at least a bit of an understanding on a topic. Everyone can be opinionated and we can all be wrong, Mm. but at least put the effort into saying why you think a certain thing, you know? Yeah,
0: gotcha. So are you going to answer my question by the way? Your favorite that, that question? That was my the answer. My,
2: my answer is I refuse to bow <laughs> to the false gods of okay. false religions and pick a favorite just okay. because a bunch of comic books have named themselves after them.
0: Got it. I think it's more because you're you got a real con- more connection to the comic books of with these name associations, but I always found it fascinating that Marvel decided to just basically take something from Norse mythology and just make it into some kind of superhero um, kind of almost hijacking, you know,
1: I'm, a, I'm fascinated a culture.
2: by the, um, the recent, you know, in the MCU, mm-hmm. the recent way that all of these different, you know, mythologies, if you will, Mm-hmm. Are being presented as this is a reality in this world, but so is this one, and so is this one as well. So, you mm-hmm. got the Egyptian mm-hmm. gods doing their thing in Moon Knight, you've got like the whole Black Panther, you know, mm-hmm. what, what do they call it when you know the the when but, is it like an ancestral plane sort of thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and mm-hmm. then you
2: got then you got the Norse. Well, you know, Thor rocks up to some you know celestial orgy and. Ah,
0: um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's let's talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. I think since this is what this podcast is about, and I'm sure the dear listener would would like us to talk about Thor. Thor yeah, Love we had to at some point. Uh, we've got to get to it. um
1: Did you guys like this movie? Yeah. Oh, quick! I response. really did.
0: Uh, um, did you come in with high expectations, Smack, or like how did you come into it?
1: No. I didn't because I'm scarred from Doctor Strange. (sighs) Um, But I really, I enjoyed the movie. I don't know that it necessarily um, progressed any plot super Mm -hmm. far, but um, I enjoyed it. I was very thoroughly entertained from beginning to end. I laughed a lot and, Mm. yeah, like it was just a good film. Yeah, by yeah.
0: itself, <laughs> so. I think we'll go go to use um Shannon. Like,
2: I'm the only other one here, but I'm <laughs> well, <it's all laughs> besides
0: me. I mean, yeah, I, yeah but you're I'll, the I'll, one
2: saying from you know, anyway,
0: yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, okay. So, because I know you obviously have some words and things to speak about whether you like this movie or not, that's for sure.
2: Oh, look, I um, I was disappointed. I look something I was saying to Smack earlier, um, before we pressed record, before you jumped on, mm. um, it it might have worked better for me as a series because it felt so disjointed. It felt like like they were doing things in a very strong and clear way in one... Like the opening... Um, not the opening scene, right? I think the opening scene was um, gore, yeah? In mm-hmm. the, was
0: yeah, it? in the desert, right? yeah.
2: Like emotionally, how would you describe that, right? Like what was the vibe?
0: The vibe, it was um, tragic, I guess. Um, very... Dry, and dry, and like very. I don't know. it was dry, but it was just like just them two in a desert storm. Like it was very and dying, like these two. All right, and then,
2: and then you go to you know Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're you know going into battle on some alien planet or whatever, hmm. and and that felt like a scene from a Muppet movie. <laughs> no, no, it legitimately did.
1: Yeah, now, it thought-
0: was
2: odd. It was, it was over cool the top. Yeah, yeah. I like the Muppets, mm. but the stuff with Christian Baylor's Gore was like so like intense and dramatic. Yeah. yeah, and and the stuff with Thor was just so goofy and and I don't think it gelled. I right. think it, it didn't feel to me like it was cohesive enough. I, mm. I felt like like it was really lacking a story. Yeah, kind of important.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, so I think if it was not just. Thematically disjointed through the course of the film, but it was actually segmented and released episodically. It might have worked better for me because, right, you know, from one to the next, yeah, this is cool. like I loved the aesthetic of like. There was a point where it was just like all black and white, right?
0: Yeah, let's like, not get too much into spoilers, but oh, that's yeah, just yeah.
2: that's just a visual effect. I okay, am um, saying I'm saying, but but yeah, um, I don't know, it it felt like it didn't really do anything. Um, there, was, there was a lot of visual presence and a lot of energy and it really didn't do anything.
0: Okay. So, oh. I, I, I definitely, I, I get what you're saying. I actually do understand it. Surprisingly. It's nice when people uh, understand me. Yeah, I know. Like, Cause you it go feels on it's weird when it's a surprise, but <laughs> well, I'm just like, Oh, okay. No, I get what you're saying. I get the core mm-hmm. of what you're, you're feeling of, of when you watch the movie. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, I I did have expectations though. Like, I was I was a big fan of the Mighty Thor. Like, I I read that run of Jane um Jane the Foster one, yes, and um it was really good, and it was yeah. um and I was I was really into it, and I, I I think what I loved about it was the fact that there's this human in this Asgardian world trying to, not having a a real emotional, you know, sort of headspace about what's going on in Asgard. Just being a human about it. But at the same time, she's got this whole other world of her, you know, um, suffering cancer. And that disjointed thing was just really cool. Like just a, this person that's really in a different world, different experiencing different things and trying to put order into it. Cause Thor's gone missing. Were so you I,
2: reading? Were you reading Thor at the same time?
0: No, I only read the mighty Thor. Just for those um,
2: listening, they're both two separate titles written by the same author. So, like, separate, you know, parallel stories that work together. But, yeah.
0: Um, was was Thor, the, the run of Thor, was he, um, you know, the armless, what do they call him? Um, unworthy he, Thor? Unworthy Thor, yeah. Was he...
2: Yeah, that that happened during that whole thing, yeah.
0: Because in, in the comics, basically, Thor goes missing and then, you know, Jane takes the mantle. So, I always was disappointed to hear that Natalie Portman was not going to be in Marvel movies in, any longer. So, when... Tyker got her to be in it. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we're actually getting Mighty Thor. So I was really excited um, about it. And of course, I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I lo- I love Tyker's movies. Even when they're not that great, they're still great for me, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: It was it was like like yeah, it was fun. And
0: the yeah. stuff that
2: wasn't fun, it was dramatic and it was good dramatic. I just felt like it could have
0: <laughs> it could have been, been so much more, but I found it very entertaining. Like I, I left the movie. It was
1: very refreshing.
0: What
2: yeah. I thought, what I thought when I left the movie, I thought, you know what if that was three hours long, it probably could have been better. Right, As, as in like, like it felt like it was just such a snippet, 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 snippet. Like if they mm. really fleshed it out, that's a movie. Of, cause you know, on the screen, everything was just so impressive and dazzling, but maybe if they just, you know, threw some story in there, you know, like, like, well, filled they, it
0: they, out. like what you were saying earlier about that disjointed, cause there's, there is a strong emotional core in a lot of some of the scenes that there is like even Thor not knowing his place in the world was quite an interesting story that could have definitely been dug in a little bit. But I was, when I came out of the movie, there was some disappointment, but at the same time I I dug it. Like I had a, I had a good time and I, and I'm glad that I saw it. Like I just was like, Oh, that was cool. I don't think it was better than Thor Ragnarok if I was to put the two on, on scale, but I still had a really Good time with it, and you know, if someone wanted to watch it, I'd be like, "Yeah, I thought it was cool." Like, you know, you might like it. You know, like, I wouldn't, you know, try to get people, talk people out of watching it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's get into the spoiler talk about this. Um, so, yeah, we we... we usually
2: drop a synopsis, a synopsis, a spoiler-free synopsis.
0: Um. Actually we should do it before we start talking about it But yeah drop drop a synopsis Shannon I'm sure you've got a way of talking about this movie And making it up on on the spur of the moment You as you ad-libbing king that you are
2: So there's this dude right And his name's Gore Right And in the movie he's got a nose Because you know why would you know whatever Right Sorry. In he the comics have, he in the comics he, he, didn't, he didn't, didn't have a nose. nose no. and I, 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 I dig when aliens don't always look like humans, you know, in these mm. worlds. But, but anyway. otherwise he'd
0: be too Voldemorty. He, w- he, he would yeah, be too Voldemort. About about to be. No, he they're,
2: they're he already waist-
1: looked like Voldemort, like. Yeah, yeah. If you took away the nose, it just would have been Voldemort. No, I would about, just played what about by dude actor. in Infinity
2: War. Dude in Infinity War, um, from the Black Order. Thanos is, you know. Children. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't look Voldemorty, you know.
0: That's true. He had a good That's alien. That's funny because,
2: you know, Tony Stark's quip at him was by calling him Squidward, but <laughs> but Squidward has a massive bulbous nose. It's mm. funny that that works so well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was that bulbous head of his. But yeah, you're right. But back <laughs> back to the synopsis.
2: All right, all, right, all right, so this dude, he's he's like dying in his desert with his daughter. The daughter actually dies. He doesn't quite die, but like. He's he's been a devout, faithful worshipper of, you know, some outer space fake God, all right? Anyway, as his daughter has died and and he's, like, crawled off and and survived for, you know, a couple of seconds longer, he finds this oasis. In the oasis, he finds food. And then it turns out that he's eating the food of the God that he worshipped. This God, however didn't seem to be worthy of the worship. This God was a bit of a bit of an oaf, bit of a. Anyway, we can get into that later. All right. Mm, a bit it's, pompous. Open, it's opening scene. So this isn't really a spoiler, but in that moment, Gore has access to this God killing sword. Wow. Bit of bit of Deus Ex Machina in the opening scene with you. Yeah. Kills the God. All right. So anyway, obviously not really God because you can't kill God. Anyway, so then we're we're, we're recapping Thor. We're recapping, hey, what's been going on? He was a fat dude in Endgame because he was depressed and and now he's been hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy and he's still trying to find himself and, you know, he misses his ex-girlfriend and, you know, we get a whole... backstory on why they broke up and how it was it they were together you remember natalie portman i think she just didn't like the director or something that's why they broke up but anyway back on new asgard in like you know sweden or norway or somewhere you know valkyrie's looking after things and um you might find that my synopsis is disjointed the movie is disjointed anyway (laughs) anyway
0: that's your justification, okay?
2: That's my justification. Put me on the spot. Thor finds out about Gore, all right? Turns out that Gore's coming gunning for all the gods because he feels betrayed. He prayed his whole life, he worshiped his whole life. Turns out it was a farce. So he's coming gunning. He's like, False gods, mate, I'm going to get them all. I mean, some of it's that. Some of it's the, the sword that he's got. kind of corrupting him, you know, from the inside mm. out. But when Thor finds out that gore has gone to, you know, New Asgard, he has to get back there. When he gets back there, lo and behold, what does he find? You'll find out if you watch the movie. But as, as you can tell from that point on, they have to stop gore, um, and And maybe they do. Maybe they don't. It's at the end of the movie. All right.
0: Okay, that's a kind of spoiler-free. But, yeah. Um, kind of, yeah. I f- there's quite a, obviously, there's quite a few other things that happen in the movie, and we are going into spoiler talk. Um, but probably the most important thing to start with is the fact that Gore is experiencing unanswered prayer, you know? Mm which is where the whole movie starts off with is that he's, he's suffering and he has a God and, and this God is not answering his prayer. And then when he, like, you know, Shannon was saying, comes to contact with his actual God sees that the God did, didn't even care about him. And, um, and the anger of losing his daughter is the, is the thing that fuels him to kill all gods, I guess is, is basically he's, he's trying to get to eternity. Um, from my understanding of the plot where killing the gods was there any real motive for killing the gods or was it just pure vengeance that he was starting to well no
2: it was, it was like he lost
1: I he think
2: was, he lost faith he felt betrayed mm. so... and he felt
1: like uh, he felt like he was devoted his whole life and even lost his daughter but they, he was told there would be a great reward and then the god was pretty much like there's no great reward. So he was like, I've dedicated my whole life to nothing. Like I've sacrificed mm. so much. I've gone without a lot, et cetera, et cetera, purely because he, you promised he deconstructed me. He constructed his faith. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think at
2: that point he equated all of the other, you know, little G's to his personal little G and decided, you know what? They're all rotten. You know, they, why should we even call them gods in the first place? And he went to hunting
0: hmm it's a definitely a good story for thor being a a small g god to to have this to to deal with and also dealing with the fact that he he's not quite sure of his role and place in the world um i i feel though like which is is funny in itself right
2: i mean because the weight that is religiously spiritually applied to something called a god Mm. And and he spends, you know, all four of his movies Plus Infinity War and Endgame Having like this identity crisis
0: mm. Yeah, especially it's
2: like, it's like he, He's not the rock to lean on,
0: you know Definitely since, especially because he loses everything Everything that he he holds dear Everything keeps passing through Like I, I always found in the end Thor was the most fascinating Avenger for me Just from his, the, the path that he sort of His life takes go, going from this very I don't know like just spoiled sort of young man who's going to be king to being someone that's lost everything and um and finding himself yet again I it's it's interesting too when you when you think back that this movie ends with him having a child um which is giving him purpose I'd say but the the thing the the thing again that I feel like is like a, a major push is that there are so many people that do encounter prayers not being answered, and that being the evidence of there not being a god.
2: You know what annoys me?
0: That, I'm, um, su- I'm sure a lot of. I'm it sure, sure there's a very know. long list. But <laughs> in terms of what we're talking about, Shannon. Yeah.
2: Oh no no this is completely unrelated. Okay, but, got it. But I just I just felt the need. Um no no no. So you remember that movie, The Prince of Egypt? Of course. I'm not I'm not going to voice any concerns with with Valkyrie in as, as Moses.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um the whale I mean, didn't so even realize didn't even realize. Yeah, anyway, the whale no
2: no no. The soundtrack. Yep. The soundtrack, right? That was mm-hmm. a pretty dope. Single like I mean with yeah, I don't even So with to see the whale when it splits the sea. But,
0: but anyway, anyway, that was... anyway. Okay, go.
2: The soundtrack. There's a song with Mariah Carey and I think it's Whitney Houston, right?
0: Oh, of course, yes.
2: And it's like when prayer so often proves in vain. Is a line from that song. And I'm like no, it doesn't prove in vain. Mm. It doesn't. It's it, that's the wrong perception of what's going on in your prayer life and what you see as unanswered prayer. It's not proving to be in vain. Maybe you're proving to be unable to see what's going on. But anyway, sorry, sorry, bugs me.
0: Yeah, it, it bugs me too. It, it. I mean, there's there's always this um. Con- this view, especially when it comes to giving money as well. There's this whole thing about, you know, you give and you will shall receive, um, but also in terms of wanting something. And if you pray diligently that you'll get that thing that you want, like there's this perception that that's the way it works. And it, it is in the and end. It, that, and
2: it kind of does work kind of in that way, but, but yeah. In,
0: well, in terms of finances, I mean, there's, there, there is lots of scripture talking about, you know, you, you sow, you reap, but it also means but you also reap according to God's plan or or in the time specific yeah.
2: that. you know, you you, you have not because you ask not, right? Uh, mm. Ask that your joy might be full. Um, you know, like ask and you shall receive. I mean, that specifically I think that passage is referring to the Holy Spirit, but I think you know, it it also refers to the nature of God and the nature of what revolves around prayer when you ask him for something. You know, when you're when you're mm. diligently banging on someone's door in the early hours of the morning, asking for bread. So like, I didn't give him bread because, you know, I, just, I was just feeling bugged. So I gave it to, like, like I find that fascinating.
0: But, um, it, it, well, it is fascinating because people have that view of, of God that um, he's not listening or he doesn't care or he's busy. Um, that that's the people's view of when they're not getting what they want or therefore not getting what you want is equal to God, not existing basically.
1: But, like, when you think about it, so God is, like, our God, he's father God, right? And, like, I don't know about you guys, but oftentimes when I was a kid and I nagged my parents for something or I was like, oh, I'll clean the house and I'll do this and I'll do this so that they give me this thing, Mm -hmm. like, it didn't really work that way because the thing that I wanted oftentimes wasn't the thing that was right for me and that's what they're supposed to know when you're a child. Mm. And I think so many times I'm like, I very much, <laughs> you guys are going to hate that I have to, have to say this, but I very much identified with Gore in that opening scene because I feel like in certain circumstances there have been a lot of things that I have sacrificed or not or gone without or not had or whatever in some sort of, I guess, vain attempt to, like, get a thing from God, and I say that very, um, I don't know. To treat your
2: relationship transactionally.
1: Yeah, but also because of the way that I was being told that that was how it worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Christian leaders, for example, in I guess like some some of the situation that we've sh- shared together, um, even. Mm. But like, I feel like even in that time in my life, we did a lot of things and we sacrificed a lot of things and we didn't do a lot of things or we gave a lot of ourselves or our money or our time or our effort or our energy, and there, there was no reward. But that's because we weren't necessarily yeah, yeah, is, doing it there is for the right. A reward. Sorry, yeah, you know, but you, what you, I'm saying is, yeah, no, sorry. If, if you're not doing it, I, I think the heart part of it matters as well. And like, yeah, of course. are you doing it to God or for God? Or mm. are you doing it because someone else has directed you and actually you're seeking their approval or a thing from okay. them?
0: Yeah, that's a major and, thing.
1: And I think like you could use this example in the movie. To demonstrate people who strive and overachieve and overexert themselves, et cetera, et cetera, chasing after the wrong thing. Mm. Or not, maybe the wrong is the wrong word, but like they are not chasing no, after fair. God. They're chasing after something that they believe is God or something they put in God's place. My and that is going to really be futile.
0: Mm.
2: Watching that movie, watching that opening scene. And I guess my heart broke for you, Smack, but I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm watching that, and I'm like, this is a view that so many people must have, yeah, of of God, and not just God, but the way that things work in the spirit, and just the belief that they've been lied to, and the belief that this, mm. this that, that the reality of God isn't reality based on their experience, their experience that had a false direction to start with and a poor motivation and and it was just that was filtered through the wrong lens and now they think that they're 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 feeling a little validated through this hollywood representation of what god really is and yeah and they got it all wrong because hey it's hollywood
0: what not even just in hollywood like obviously this is just a movie we know this is just a movie but But we do we do
2: the whole the whole thing is like you know you know it starts. The opening scene is like. Turns out, your faith was pointless. That, that's mm. that's like the message of the opening. Scene. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's the thing. Is like we do pick up a lot of stuff subconsciously, or or there. But there is usually something that's being said with a specific purpose in terms it turns, of a it turns story. Out of I was a villain, so you know. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a there's a there's a lot that's being said in this movie that perhaps you're not picking up on, dear listener which is, I guess, the whole point of us talking about it in this context is, is just looking at the concepts and the ideas. And I guess in terms of Smack and myself, we were both part of the same church where we experienced a lot of what could be termed spiritual abuse, where, where we're pushing and pushing for, you know, whether it be just serving a lot because we want to do another service because we're trying to get more people in the church and trying to make church as attractive as possible. And it becomes a big um big show like a big a big parade you know and everything has to be done perfectly and spotless and what ends up happening there was a lot of burnt people being burnt out but also seeking the approval of leaders to sort of say hey you're doing a good job for god you know that that was the i guess the the background of it and then experiencing when things fall apart um be it in something as common as a pastor having uh infidelity um which sort of sort of shattered the illusion that everything was perfect and everything and that this man who is just human um doesn't make mistakes and, and and a lot of people left the church but a lot of people felt disheartened and but there's there's still a strong amount of people that continue to go to church or go to mm-hmm. different places go to different places and still have a strong faith in god because like could see past it or learn something from that um i guess the what this brings up is in a nerve with god not getting his prayer answered is is seeing people feeling like everything that they worked for or pushed for was for nothing and and, yeah. like, and like you were saying shannon that there, there is that is always for something if you are doing it for god god does see it and um yeah, it, it's all about your heart position, where, where you're actually positioned. where you're looking for approval from people, or whether it, you were actually doing things for God. Um, and I guess that 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 does bug me that people might think that God is like that, that like that doesn't answer because He's just sitting in a paradise and He doesn't care or something like that. And and then the first um the first scripture that came to mind for myself was the the parable of the persistent widow. So this is um, Jesus uh, giving a parable. Um, And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart, he said. In a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, Um, and that's the the, the parable. Um, but there's that view of an expectation of asking for something and receiving it, and there should be, you know. But also... Without where,
2: faith, it is impossible to please God. God. And But yeah. also,
0: it's, it's a true indication of where your heart actually is, is whether it's on the hand of God or in his face, the hand being him doing something for you or whether you're actually having a relationship with God regardless of whether he does something for you or not. Um, And I guess that one of the, the thing about this, the beginning of this movie is that how could you not feel for a a, a father who who doesn't want his daughter to die and then ends up dying in his arms. And like, there's a real, uh, especially, you know, fathers would feel the the pain of that situation where he, he, there's nothing he can do about it. Very frustrating. Um, But also, lets you understand what Gore's about and his own vengeance. That that vengeance is the thing that is driving him in this movie, which is fascinating. It is fascinating. Um but it does portray gods as these, you know, basically like the elites that are living in ivory towers. Because we get that experience as Thor goes and sees Zeus. Played beautifully by Russell Crowe.
2: <laughs> oh, I reckon people must have hated that, but dude. <laughs> Call him the Fruiterer.
0: Right? I know. Like he had like it's tough because you know Zeus is Greek, so therefore he should have Greek affliction. You know, I mean I'm sure people cringed or whatever, but I did find it I'm not Greek. He was so.
1: not Greek, he was definitely Russian.
0: Oh uh, he kind of it felt like con the Frutera to me. Con he the Fruiter. didn't
1: fru- sound like um the dad from my big fat Greek wedding. So
0: well, I don't maybe you're you're too young for con the Frutera smack. I but, think so. Um, Back I think in it was an
2: Australian caricature of, of,
0: of Greek of Greek. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was quite it was funny. Well, I'm not Greek, so I'm not getting offended by someone doing an accent <laughs> about something. But still, like um this whole ivory tower thing of of the gods and Thor um wanting to get them to help. Uh it was a fascinating portrayal of how they're seeing gods, though.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you guys
0: what do you guys reckon of this whole small g um sort of? depiction especially with superheroes because in the end superheroes are like are they not like demigods or something
2: i think superheroes are actually closer to trying to fill the void deep within us from being separated from god knowing that we are less than we ought to be
0: Ooh, i like that that's poetic Ooh.
2: um but in this particular scenario i don't know man it's, it's like you see the little um, reference to the carpenter god. There's even a carpenter god. Yeah, you, know, you know who they're talking about, and they're going to place that in the same little fictional narrative as all these other ones. And it's like, oh, mm.
0: well, it, there is that because that's the funny thing, you know. You know, dear listener, like when we were coming up with like our mythological gods, we, Smack and I were sort of have a little bit of a banter, saying perhaps we shouldn't include Hindu gods because they're still in. Um, circulation so to speak that there's still something that's being worshipped and not to offend anyone. Um, aren't,
2: aren't all to some extent though to some extent uh, there's, there's always like a little cult somewhere you
1: know. Yeah yeah, top... but I think like po- in popular circulation.
2: Yeah mm. I, I suppose India is not a small cult is it? It's a, it's a, it's no a massive
1: it's like part a, part the a lot old, of people. Global population. But, um,
2: yeah. Uh, and that's but... right I just called all of the things you worship false gods it's, it is what it is oh.
0: <laughs> well that's the thing we, we we try not to offend people but you know go right ahead Shannon um I mean no, 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 no.
1: you have Shannon on a podcast
0: <laughs> true true I mean and that's why I have him on the podcast because he exactly because he, he,
1: he speaks, speaks from his, his mind
0: yeah speaks his mind and he's good at it too and he won't yeah. stop and he shouldn't stop um the, in terms of back to the movie um there's a quite a few little interesting little touches and things like for one thing that i've i've got written down in my notes is the whole giving the power to the kids um that that Thor does at the end of the movie um being very fitting and, and i felt very encouraged by it like i actually really like that even though i don't know how that works with Thor's powers but uh, I, was,
2: were- I saw a meme saying why didn't you just do that in endgame with all of the other heroes, you know, that came out of the portals.
0: That's that's a very good point. Very good point. But I guess in terms of fitting in this story, it's it is it is a kind of it was encouraging to think that the kids will get us out of this mess. You know, there there is a whole thing of um what is it, Whitney Houston's I believe that children are our future, or actually George Benson, I think I can't remember who first sang that song. But um you know I believe that children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Um
1: Usually I'm the one that does the singing on the podcast.
0: True, you, we are. You, you, you were a part of the worship team.
1: Actually, Shannon,
0: weren't you in worship team as well at some point? I definitely worship. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, I did find it fitting, the, the kids thing. It was a really cool, like, thing for the kids to fight these dark, shadowy monsters. But also that kind of feeling of, yeah, like, man, hopefully the kids will get us out of this mess. Wasn't it
1: also, like... Um- being able to sort of overcome your fear type situation. True. You've true. Got kids always scared of like the dark and shadows and that the boogie monster, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And that mm. that very much came across like the whole way through that film, like when they stole the kids and that sort of stuff as well. Mm. And so it was kind of fitting that they attacked them in the end because it was like, nah, like that you've got the side of good on you. So.
0: yes yeah you've been empowered you put on
1: your side yeah so off you go defeat the darkness
0: it was nice I, I i did like that i also really liked um you know that the part when i think it was in in the new new asgard when um i think it was just after the shadow creatures attack i'm trying to remember the timing of it but there was a big hoo-ha and there was a sort of like a meeting um, and mm. then, um, and then the two actors. One was played by Matt Matt Damon, and Matt then, Damon, and um, I think it was Liam. Not Liam. Sorry, who was the other Hemsworth? Um, um,
1: Chris Luke.
0: Luke, Luke, because Luke, Luke, Luke Hemsworth, and they go up to um. I think it was the King, King of Asgard, even though she's a woman. I, I'm not even going get yeah. into that. Oh, uh, I think we should. Uh, it, it's um what we need, Mulberry. and what they, what they said was um what we need right now is is a stage show to distract the people in this time of need, which mm-hmm. cracked me up. I, it just made me just the way that they felt empowered that this is the, the most opportune time to make a stage show when the whole place is falling apart. It was just hilarious. <laughs> Cause it was almost like talking about that movie in itself. Like it was just great. Yeah. Like, it was. Yeah. Like the sort of portraying how um, the, the arts is viewed, but uh, perhaps we do talk about, um, the king valkyrie and maybe even talk about um uh korg and his uh partner
2: Mm. well well not to get into like like the um the gayness of it all Mm. and by saying i'm not i'm not trying to use that as like a colloquial gay or you know like you know to to quote uh the the spanish teacher from community yeah But, uh, but um but the you know this this movie is probably the heaviest as far as LGBTQ mm-hmm. themes in the Marvel Hi. universe. All right. Um, yeah, I have to stop myself because I, I I go QRS to oh, No, 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 no. Just that'll, you know. Um, no
0: disrespect. No disrespect.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Right. Um, but I don't think that's the same issue for me um, when it comes to Valkyrie being a king. I'm just like, what is not strong, you know, why, why is the word queen not strong enough? As in, mm. as in what, what makes a queen less than a king? Because I'm assuming that she's a king because kings are seen as greater than queens. But, but is, I, I really just assumed my understanding of king versus queen is, is simply a gender issue. Mm. And it's just like, you know, if there is no king but there is a queen, then the queen is the power, you know, in, mm. in that realm. Like there's a movie coming out, um, the warrior, no, no, the um, the woman king or something, right?
0: Right. Well, I'm not familiar with it now.
2: You know what I'm talking about, Smack? No. Um, looks like it's set in Africa. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know the film, but it's called. Oh, look, okay. I think it's called the Woman King. And I'm like, I'm like, pretty sure that's just what a queen is. Mm. But um, but anyway, um, and and if, ah, it's a, okay. and if it's a matriarchal society then the queen would be more powerful than the king anyway. Or depending mm. on how the lineage works in whatever, you know, kingdom. It's not to say that one is more powerful than the other. It's just that one's female and one's male. So I don't...
1: There's, there's um, some canon around this. Hmm. Asgard yeah. does not have a ruling queen. Asgard's ruler is by law the king. Okay. Um, okay. There's, no, there's no law specifying that the king must be male. Um, but the is, law is says this, the ruler must Marvel be a Is this Marvel Comics canon or is it Norse? Ah, uh, good question i don't
2: know all right, all right all right i i just like just from a linguistic etymological standpoint i found it like like bizarre um mm. and it, and it, to me it felt more like identity politics and a political agenda than like useful use of language mm. um and yeah. I know, so i like i just wanted to make a distinction between the the gay themes in the film and the use of that word as King Valkyrie, uh, anyway. yeah, yeah,
0: no that that it it is um I guess, especially when you look at politics in, in the United States, which seems to be always the loudest on the news cycle, but um ha, like people speaking up against uh, woke wokeness, um which I always find hilarious, um, but I guess people being against that kind of gen, that politics inside of entertainment. Um, trying to voice an opinion, which is, of course, that's what art is. Um, but, yeah, it is a good point, though, like, in terms of whether it adds up or not, just in terms of the the word. Um, um, I, I did find it, like, interesting with Korg, you know, that basically there's, I guess, the the rock people are all male, like, in terms of their depiction, because we're not looking at, it was just fascinating to have Korg hook up with another guy and then how they had this this kid. But then again, maybe they're just all male anyway. So yeah, well, that, does, that, does that make that him is, a guy? Like is it
2: that- I don't think that's gay. As as in like mm. and you know, sorry, I'm not gonna get into where my brain just went. But um I, I that's just like another species. Yeah, he looks human-ish and he speaks English for some reason. Mm. But when the entire species doesn't have a female, mm. then that's not gay. That's just how that species works.
0: Works. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. that's what I, was. I was wondering, does Korg actually have a gender? Because.
0: Yeah, exactly. If, Korg if he's, is a pile yeah. of rocks. Mm. I think,
2: I think they said though, that they're all male. I think it's at some point in the film. So mm. uh, presumably that. But yeah, that was, stand.
1: that was, I was agreement, in agreement with the whole like, if there's, there's not an alternative, then the only way to procreate is to hmm. procreate with the same. So. But
0: at the same time, it's like he wouldn't be male because to be male would include f- female. Do you know what I mean? Like he would ah,
2: be... Ah, but Adam was created first. So if he was the only one, he was the entire race. And at one point, the human race didn't have female.
0: Hmm. So would he still be
2: male?
1: Male and female, he created them. No.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. But he created male first. So at one point, there was no female.
0: True. So would he still be male if there was no female?
2: I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's, it's a, no, I'm just—it's an abstract notion, but yeah, it is an
0: abstract notion. But it is fascinating nonetheless. Like we haven't seen that depiction of like an all—I mean, we can only say male because he talks like a man and looks well, sort of like—I mean, doesn't have boobs or something. You know I mean, what I mean? Like
2: maybe society's gonna move away
0: um, from boobs it.
1: boobs. Don't make it a woman necessarily. I
0: know, I know. I'm just trying to say, like, I'm just finding like I'm—I don't he have didn't the look words.
1: They were not feminine-looking.
2: How about in cartoons, no, all you gotta pink. do to make someone female is put eyelashes on them? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, is like, but like, isn't it like, funny like, I mean, guys it always
1: have better eyelashes than girls? Like, genetically speaking, guys always have better eyelashes, which means we're set up to fail. Is that one uh, of my existence? I'm 99% sure, yes. Like, the number of dudes I've seen, and I'm like, why can't I have your eyelashes? Like, I have so, short, stumpy ones. And the now I high, like, high heels exist because
2: men it. have better butts?
1: No. There and no, because women have better butts because they're bigger, right? But they're a male invention to make the female butt look smaller and to make it harder for them to run away. And if you don't <laughs> get the quote from that, then go watch some movies. I, I love
0: the the harder for them to get away. That's good. That's good. There is a have nice fault. you not sport, seen she's well- the man? Uh, no, I haven't, but there is okay, a nice we'll form when it. a, it's a in, a, that in a woman's leg that happens when they wear a high heel. Just there's a nice line there. I mean, all
1: right, let's keep it clean. We're on a Christian podcast, yeah. I'm just saying, and, right, and as, and as an artist,
0: okay, as an wonder, artist. Don't, okay. don't wonder,
1: don't wonder. You're married <laughs> man, guard your heart.
0: because yeah. <laughs> nice aesthetically nah, speaking, it's just a it, nice line, yeah. That's all I was trying to get at, but I because <laughs> Snack made me think about it's a male creation, like
1: it's
0: it's like, made is it a man? I mean, what, it must be a male. man. she's
1: the man? What no, no, she's the man? That I was a direct not. quote from that movie. All right. it makes sense. though. And it's it does a, make sense. A girl who dressed up as a boy. Yeah, and
0: then yeah. They're
1: talking about heels. Anyway, it's very hey, but
0: that that definitely makes sense, though. Um, is there a
1: point before all of this?
0: Uh, yeah, we were talking Korg, about gayness. Korg. Yeah, we're talking about Korg, Whether his appearance is male or would he even be male last time we spoke about gainers
2: i had to like spend ages listening to the podcast so i can edit the one bit out that i thought may have accidentally offended someone if they took my words the wrong way so yeah yeah let's, yeah. let's talk about gainers again yeah
0: yeah let's let's not offend anyone we don't want to offend no, anyone. no it's, it's all we never mean to it's offend all love anyone.
2: but at the same time it's all pretty jovial in the way that we express our love so mm. apologies in advance if
0: if we have offended hey, anyone of
2: course because i have offended people in my life i tell you that much now.
0: and so have I. Think- I.
2: I. Wasn't intentional, mostly.
1: I mean, we're human, that's going to happen. Like,
2: hmm. Oh, look, I'm pretty sure, like, a couple of minutes ago, I told, like, the entire Indian nation that they got they it. They were in a
1: cult? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Except for the Christian ones. Right. Yeah.
1: but um, <laughs> I mean, anyway. Let's, let's,
0: let's change the subject. Let's change um, the subject. About <laughs> the
1: gayness, I do think the MCU is, like, definitely trying to keep up with the times in terms mm. of society's views around like we saw I remember we had quite an extensive conversation in the Eternals about their their inclusivity and Mm. then I think like again we have that sort of thing and it's it's just and I think the same oh no I think the same yeah with this movie as well like they're just trying to sort of mimic the way that society is being at the moment as well which is just like it's a thing that happens like people are like that we'll just Mm. roll with it and like their characters that exist and that part of their I feel like that part of who they are isn't necessarily like it doesn't add or take away from the plot line of the movie—it's just a part mm. of who they are, and it's there for people to be represented, I guess.
0: And and I totally get it. Like it, it's it's it makes sense. Like it, the only thing is, it's when it feels forced. I think is the 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 main sort of quip that rubs me the wrong way. Um, I don't mind well, which it it,
1: what feels forced in this one to you.
0: Uh, for me, it doesn't the, feel the joke. Fo- the joke it, where it, Korg, who's made out of rocks,
2: has a boyfriend named Dwayne.
1: Oh yeah, that is an <laughs> ongoing
0: joke. Well, the, the, no, the, the, for me, it was just the just calling a queen a king is basically where it. The only time it felt like, wait a minute, like why are you doing that? Like I, yeah, it sort of rubbed me like, why is it, why is she just a queen? Like you know, like is it wrong to be a queen? Like you know what I mean? That's when it sort of just
1: yeah
0: felt a bit like. Oh, that's the only time really for me. Um, but I, I I I kind of um.
2: I don't think the joke was forced. By the way, I think it was subtle. I think it was right. subtle. I,
0: I, I, I look. I dug it. I like. Like I said, I dug this movie. I do look inclusivity. I get it. Um, it is. It is an interesting thing if you do take your kids to the What kind of conversations will come out of it? Um, I, I haven't had to deal with that, but um,
2: because <laughs> your I, your children barely talk.
0: Well, one of them is I didn't want to see this movie. My oldest, my oldest son. Um, and, and oh, sorry,
2: what of course, really? of course, of course, he talks. I wasn't, I was thinking yeah. about the kids that live with you. Sorry,
0: yeah, yeah, no, my youngest, he didn't want to like, see him, he
1: wasn't that interested,
0: like, which and I was kind of surprised because he was. I think marriage losing. has
1: made him soft.
0: I think the marriage has affected his Marvel love. Um, though his wife has watched a lot of Marvel movies thanks to him.
1: I was gonna say, I don't think she would have been like, you can't go see the movie, no,
0: so. not at all, not at all. I, I, I think the MCU
2: has affected my Marvel love.
0: It's, it's definitely yeah. not as strong this time around. It doesn't feel look. I, I, I It's only a
2: money-making
1: machine.
2: I, th- I think definitely. the strongest um, additions to the MCU at the moment are the TV shows.
0: Yeah, mm. they haven't been that strong. Like, I did have a good time with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I, I'm a fan of She-Hulk, but I'm worried that they're going to mess She-Hulk up. I liked and the so, Dan
2: Slot run. The Dan Slot run in the comics was was fun for me.
0: I can't remember. He's the name of the person that I was reading in She Hulk that made me laugh a lot. Um, and I always thought it would be a good idea to have this Ali McBeal type of superhero show. So I'm hoping that it's going to be as good as the comic book run. But yeah, um, Wonder Vision I thought was good. Um, mm. Falcon with the Soldier, yeah, like I dug it. But
2: yeah, you're probably right. I think I think for me, um. Uh, Moon Knight, Hawkeye, um, they were both pretty consistent,
0: um, mm.
2: and they were both pretty cool for me. Um, theological issues aside, um, I, th- I think Ms. Marvel surprised me. I liked bits of that more than I expected to.
0: I like Ms. Marvel, I enjoyed that, but um, I, I, but, but Moon Knight. Man, there was some genius in there, and it lost me. It lost me at the end. But Oscar Isaac's a great actor, though. I was was,
1: so traumatized watching it. It
0: was man. There was some genius episodes in that show. I really was like, I was shocked at how good it was, and then it went. For me, it went.
1: Yeah. The manipulation. (laughs) I was just like sitting there, like covering my eyes.
0: Mm. I think, but I think um, that's it for Thor: Love and Thunder. I think we've hit. I think we're cooked. Do you guys think we're cooked? We're done? Voila, finished? Yeah. Anything you guys want to add to um, the the end here? I I feel
1: like there needs to be a caveat, but, like, this movie is definitely just a movie and it's not based in the reality of God. Like, and Mm. if you identify with being let down by gods and gods who fail you and prayers that don't get answered then like there's a real god out there who actually answers your prayers and comforts Mm. you and doesn't stay in his ivory tower or he's not bet middlers from a distance like Mm. he's actually here with you if you ask him to be and he's a loving father which might be a foreign concept to many of us but like He's the thing that you need and the one that listens to what you say and when you need things, he provides your needs. So I just just think, like, that movie is definitely a representation of a lot of people's understandings or perceptions of who Mm. and what God can be and, like, that is not based in the reality of God, Mm. the one true God. So... It is
0: probably the only thing that actually affected me in watching this. Like, just that the, that thinking that this is the depiction of what yeah. God is like. Like, all the other stuff is just fine. Like, I just did not get anything out of yeah. it. Yeah. What, what about you, um, Monks? Like, Shannon, do you? Well,
2: I'm thinking all of a sudden, all of a sudden.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, look, obviously, there are really strong, I think, atheistic tones to the film, right? Like, the opening, the 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 antagonist and mate Christian Bale did a great job. Mm. Like that was, I think, the highlight of the film was his performance. Um, mm. But as the key figure that the plot kind of revolves around, his whole thing is he's an atheist now. He feels betrayed by all the effort he put into it, and. And for a lot of people, that might be relatable. And and regardless of what, you know, obviously he's a villain, so his motivation isn't supposed to be the ideal. Mm. But I felt like all of a sudden, are the movie makers coming from an atheistic standpoint? Are the movie makers trying to mock God even, or mock the belief of God? Um, Mm. And then I wonder, because, you know, as, as much as representing i think the lgbtia plus community in film i think it's important because it's a real part of the world we live in and mm-hmm. therefore if you want to represent the real world in a fictional setting then you you, you need to represent the people that populate the real world yeah all right
0: agree so mm-hmm. as much
2: as i think representation is important it's funny that peculiar that the first place that it pops up so heavy in the MCU is a film that has, well, I guess, such an antagonistic lean toward, you know, true spirituality. Mm. When, when I think the view of a lot of people in popular culture is that Christians hate gay people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like is this just another, oh, let's just stab some Christians a bit more by putting a lot of more gay things in the mood. Like, I don't know. It was,
0: mm. was
2: curious. I wonder if that was a thing behind the film. But um, true, true. Yeah. Oh, look, it's going to be on Disney Plus in a minute or, you know, two weeks and two days. Yeah. Will, um, I'll, I'll watch it again. Me too. I, I, me too. I think visually.
0: Me too. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think I, I really just to sort of go back into the movie, I actually really loved seeing the mighty Thor like, like Jane Foster become. And so I was very disappointed for her to be killed off at the end though I love the way that was done. I was just so like, oh, I wanted more. I don't, then just finish. Like you just brought her in. Don't chuck her away. You know, like I love that kind of just getting, to, getting the hang of having powers and, and how she's coming up with her own, like um, catchphrase. Uh, catchphrase. <laughs> like I, 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 I really, that doubt was that. a cop
2: out. That was a cop out. Sorry. I, mm. Interrupting, but all right. So the running joke there is that, you know, she can't come up with a cool catchphrase. And then just as she's dying, she whispers into Thor's ear the catchphrase that she's come up with, Mm. right? And I think, you know, it was maybe weak writing on behalf of the filmmakers to let that remain a mystery of, like, you know how we can come up with a really cool catchphrase that's finally the great catchphrase? We Mm. don't come up with one. We just let her whisper something in in order.
1: (laughs) Very true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I always thought kiss my hammer was always a good one. But... um. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I I was disappointed. I was disappointed that they killed her off. I was just like, no. But but I still was happy that we got we got her in the end anyway. But you never know. They might they might still do something with the the new Valhalla. But go sorry, Shannon, you were going. No, no, I
2: was just thinking like I do find it because you're saying closing thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't. One thing I don't think we really addressed is while the whole film revolves around gods not really being God, mm-hmm. you know. Like all these characters with the label of God, not living up to the promise of what we know God is. There is this one character in the film, this one entity by the name of eternity. All right.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. And,
2: and, and this is, you know, if, if we're going to use a U2 song, you know, I, I think gore finally finds what he's looking for mm. when, he, when he finds eternity right eternity in this film i think is is the representation of what god is and because of that eternity remains a mystery right? yes th- this this entity of you know unlimited promise and potential of whatever it is that you're looking for but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the character never spoke, yeah. Mm. It was just this this being, and and it has this almost physical form, but you have you can see the cosmos within it, and it has the shape of of an anatomical figure. Yet you you don't really get to know right the, beyond the mystery of, of of the character of this being. You know? mm. And mm. I, th- I think in a lot of ways that that does resemble our limited relationship with God, right? and i you know look yeah yeah our our relationship with god is unlimited but we do feel in many ways restrictions you know mm. like on on you know as as we're still looking through the glass darkly right yeah yeah but um so i f- i find that intriguing so maybe maybe there is something deeper to be said for this film theologically look the guy that lost his faith ended up becoming the villain all right All all the characters that called themselves gods ended up being less than, yet there was this omnipotent being that they were able to reach that could do anything whatsoever who still somehow remained a bit of a mystery, yet brought a happy ending in a way that wasn't expected. Mm. Kind of sounds like God.
0: True, true. Good point. Very good point. That's where we end up. Finish. Well, dear listener, I hope you had a good time with us and I hope you, we made you think at least a little bit. Um,
2: I hope I haven't offended too many people. Yeah, we hope
0: you. we haven't offended mm-hmm. people. We don't want to offend anyone.
2: I, I do love you. I do. Regardless of what Facebook says about, you know, me and my kind. I love you.
0: <laughs> but um, we, we, do, we are going to make more podcasts. So keep, keep, your, keep your eye out. We, I promise we are. We are. I just, we are. Felt,
2: I just felt like you were responding to the cancellation that hasn't yet come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you will catch us next time, but thank you so much for joining us. And, um, hey, if you want, you've got comments or anything, Facebook is the, the place to do it. And you can find Holyview on there. Um, and, yeah, catch you the next time. Bye.
2: Bye. Hey. Bye. Hey. So we, we spoke about Whitney Houston twice in this film, right? Twice. I, I, oh yeah, yeah. I, I spoke about the Prince of Egypt soundtrack, and you spoke about you know the children mm-hmm. in the future, right? Can I share? That, that was
0: that was actually George Benson. Anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but when you, you sing the song Whitney. in your head, when you I sing mean, the song in your head. Do you hear her voice or his?
0: I do hear her first. Yeah. There
2: you go. There you go. All right. But then it changes into George Benson. But anyway, let, let me share you some lyrics of maybe my favorite, maybe not Whitney Houston song. All right, my love is your love. All right, mm-hmm. So when I think about the lyrics of that song, I, th- I feel like it's a love song to God, not, you know, your husband or your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, right? Mm. If tomorrow is judgment day and I'm standing on the front line and I asked, and, and the Lord asked me what I did with my life. I will say, I spent it with you. Right To me, that isn't, I spent it with my partner, this person I'm singing this song to, it's, he asked me a question and I answer him, I spent it with you, Mm. all right? All right, next verse. If I wake up in World War III, I see destruction and poverty, and I feel like I want to go home, it's okay if you're coming with me. Because your love is my love, and my love is your love. It would take an eternity to break us and the chains of an armistad couldn't hold us. Because your love is my love, and my love is your love. Skipping forward, next verse. If I lose my fame and fortune, and I'm homeless on the street, on the street, O Lord, and I'm sleeping in Grand Central Station, it's okay if you're sleeping with me. As the years they pass us by, we stay young through each other's eyes, and no matter how how old we get, It's okay as long as I've got you, because my love is your love, your love is my love. Moving on to the next verse. If I should die this very day, don't cry because on earth we weren't meant to stay. And no matter what people say, I'll be waiting for you after judgment day.